You are listening to Mind and Body Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, and I teach entrepreneurs how to optimize their performance, become more resilient leaders, and break through their income ceiling. I will share my experience coaching six, seven, and multi-seven-figure business owners and expose the truth behind growing and scaling a successful business. Here we'll discuss mindset, work-life balance, wellness, and business strategy, and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success, you have come to the right place. Hello, and welcome to episode 129 of the podcast. Today, I am diving right in, and we are going to talk about a free and simple marketing strategy to get your first or your next client. This is a simple, no-cost way to get started, and it's something you can start doing today. It's an almost no-fail way to use organic marketing to get that first or next client. It's easy, simple, and free. So, This will work for you whether you are brand new to business, just starting to build your business, or you just need to revive those new leads, those prospective clients. So if you are new to launching a coaching or service-based business, or perhaps your income has just stagnated because you've seen a slowdown in these new clients coming in, this can also give you the boost that you need. This will help you get that next client in the next one to two weeks. How does that sound? Now, again, it's a simple and free strategy to go out and get that client. And I do have something a little bit special today. I have a guest here who's going to share some of her experience as a very new and young entrepreneur. So more to come with her in a moment. So many entrepreneurs and so many of my clients get stuck in this analysis paralysis and it stagnates our business or it prevents us from even getting started because we think that we have to know all of the steps and we have to do all of the things and put all of these aspects of our business in place to even get started. But it's just not the case. So can you relate to this? You have a long list of what you think needs to get done in order to start. And your brain keeps going in circles, overthinking and being confused about what that first step is that you need to take. Or perhaps if you've been in business for a while and you've enjoyed that feeling of having a full roster of clients, but then you see a drop off. You've been so focused on client delivery that you have stepped away from those marketing activities and you've become less visible. If you've been an entrepreneur for any amount of time, you can relate to this. We all can. So what I want you to take away from today's episode is the value of the basics. We too often overcomplicate our business with everything on that list that feels like it has to be done especially if you are new at business. You will gain faster momentum, you will start earning that income faster, and you will accelerate the launch of your business if you can lean into this simple strategy. For example, my daughters, who are seven and nine, have launched multiple businesses in just the last few years. What's interesting is Although their businesses have grown 
and they have been busy taking care of a lot of these behind-the-scenes steps. They were generating income in at least two of their businesses before any of those steps were actually taken care of. I recently asked my nine-year-old, my oldest, what has been the hardest thing for her being new at business and getting started? And I have her here today to share with you her response. So what was the hardest thing for you as you've been growing these businesses? Getting everything organized and figuring out what to do first. Yes, she said it was organizing all of those tasks and specifically prioritizing which task to do first. Now, I have a second guest here today. By the way, my kids happen to be home from school today, so they're going to do the podcast with me. My seven-year-old answered the same question. So I asked of her, what has been the hardest thing getting started in business and building those businesses? Well, it's been just motivating people to come and be our customers. Yeah, doing all the work to um, get it started and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So between the two of them, they said it was getting everything on that list and prioritizing what to do first and also that promotion of the business. But what's so fascinating is that before they were organizing all the tasks and doing all the behind the scenes steps and before they were truly promoting it widely, they were already earning money in two of those businesses. How did they actually get started and get those first clients, bringing in their first income? How did you do that, actually? How did you get your first clients? My sister wrote in chalk a sign-up sheet for a dog camp on our driveway. And then someone um, with their dog signed up for dog camp. After that, we realized dog camp would be way too hard and we should do a dog walking business instead. After that, we got in touch with her and the next day we started walking her dog. That is amazing how naturally it happened for them. And this is something that comes naturally to kids. But as adults, we avoid it and we have a lot of drama about this type of making connections. So how did they earn these first dollars? It was using this simple strategy. So although when we're new at business, we struggle with this, we get overwhelmed with all there is that we think we have to do and we get bogged down with this long list, but we forget how effective the basics can be. So this is your reminder. And listen, if my daughters who are seven and nine years old can create multiple business ideas and actually start making decent money with no website and no social media and no paid advertising, you can do this too. Now, it's worth mentioning that I have the four line in my human design profile. For those of you who are not familiar with human design, that's okay. What I want you to know is that the four line means I am a natural connector. This is my zone of genius and what we are talking about today. Connecting with others is something that comes naturally to me. And 
It's not always something that I've embraced, but I've learned over the years and it was confirmed when I learned about it in my human design that it is something I am meant to do and something that comes naturally. This is also something my daughters have watched me do in business for myself over and over as my coaching business has evolved the last several years. They've watched me do this yesterday as I made two more great connections with real estate agents. We were actually running to Target for a couple things and we saw an open house and then we saw another open house, so we stopped at both. And my daughters now know that I've been working on diversifying my income into real estate investments. So they watch me do this and connect with these agents in this way at these open houses. Now I just kind of can't help myself but do it everywhere I go. If there's one thing you get from this episode, it's this. This strategy has been the single most effective source of income and the most critical way that I have brought in most of my new clients in my business since I first became an entrepreneur at the age of 26. And that was before Facebook, before I had a website, before I had any type of online presence or a podcast, before I had an email list. This is about making connections. So today I'm sharing some simple steps you can take to connect with others when you are starting out or you need to revive that stream of new clients. And I'm going to share a couple of scripts that you can use to make it work for you. I hope you enjoyed this story about how my daughters built their dog walking business by writing chalk on the driveway and simply meeting people while they were out walking their dogs. And now they are known in our neighborhood as the dog walkers. They have a dog walking business with regular clients. These are the lessons that we can take from our youngest entrepreneurs. Remember, this is simple. It is about connection. It is about connecting with people one-on-one. It is my favorite way to connect with others. Now, this can come in two forms for you. It could be in person, for instance, at the gym, or at a doctor's office, or your dentist appointment, at the bank, the grocery store, even in the checkout line, at your kids' activities, meeting other parents and connecting with them, telling them what you do. It could be at church or other local networking events. It could be at Starbucks. And if not in person, it can also be online. Of course, there are Facebook groups, even if you don't have one of your own, others' Facebook groups. And listen, these can be unrelated groups that are unrelated to your industry, but maybe just groups that you're in for interests that you have. It could be on Instagram or on LinkedIn. There are so many options. These types of connections can happen impromptu when you least expect it, or they can also be planned in advance. For instance, connection calls, which are one of my favorite strategies. This is about just getting started, talking to people, telling them what you do. And it doesn't need to be a lot. It can be just a quick couple of sentences. Or it could be a longer conversation with maybe more of that elevator pitch, describing in detail who you work with, what you do, and how you help them. This is what you need to be able to do. You need to be able to answer the question, what do you do? Here are some tips. Write these down. Keep it simple. 
Describe what you do in simple terms that anyone can understand. I was working with a client last week in a session and we were talking about her messaging and she was getting stuck in the cycle of comparing herself to these big names, these gurus in self-development. And when she attempts to describe what she does and who she helps, her brain wants to default to the coaching jargon and those buzzwords. I want you to stay away from that. One of my mentors who loves to be direct always says, be clear, not clever. One of the single most important things I have learned as I began to share what I do with my in-person network who are not coaches and not an online business, right? They're not familiar with that jargon, has been to keep it simple and clear, not clever. The simplest way I could describe what I did when I first became a coach was that I helped CEO moms take their side hustle full-time by working smarter and earning more so that they could hit their first 5K plus months. It was super simple, not clever, but clear. I suggest that you play around with a couple ways that you can share this info, but know it well enough to be able to repeat it easily and in a couple of different ways. When my girls wrote in chalk on the driveway and started to talk to people about their love for dogs and starting a dog walking business, they got their first client in a day and in just a few weeks had completed more than 10 walks, making well over $50 as a team. So there are two ways I'm going to challenge you today to put this into practice. Try this out in person with the people that you meet on a daily basis. Practice saying it out loud to yourself first. Try asking a couple of friends, someone you trust, and someone who isn't already in your industry. And when you do this online and you connect with someone online, tell them simply, I would love to connect with you. Express that you'd like to learn more about them and what they do. And this could be a potential client or it could be someone who also does similar work to you. And what you can say in that case is, and write this down, I would love to learn more about your journey as a XYZ and to see how we can support one another in business. Schedule the connection call. What is the worst that can happen when you ask? It's that they say no or they don't respond. But by and large, when I do this, most everyone is open to a brief connection call. You can also say, I would love to hear more about your journey. Would you be open to a quick coffee chat? Show curiosity about them. Most of the time, when I schedule these connection calls, I ask that other person the majority of the questions. People love to talk about themselves. So I spend most of my energy on that connection call learning about them. And I let my curiosity lead. And this feels very good for them. So often, toward the end, I get my quick opportunity to share my elevator pitch. And it challenges me to keep it clear and direct. And it often resonates with them. And it piques their curiosity. So then I ask, how can I support you? Here is the critical next step after the connection call. What do I do after it? I keep a log of these connections that I make. 
I write down, I use Trello because it's very simple and straightforward. I write down what I learned about them. Just a couple of key points, what they struggle with, what their wins have been, and what they're up to next and how I can support them. And then I take ownership of that relationship and keeping track of it. And if I felt that there was a good connection, there was a great exchange or the energy feels aligned, I make a note in my calendar to follow up with them after a couple weeks or so or whatever feels relevant to check in. I cannot tell you the number of times this has ended up bringing me those new clients. They leave our connection call feeling heard. And when I follow up with them, they feel remembered and special. And I have taken notes about them so I remember how we connected and what I learned about them. This kind of extra effort goes a long way. And it is not what most people in business are out there doing. So it is a great opportunity for you to take advantage of. This strategy right here that I've covered today is what has brought me by far the most business through free organic marketing. So try it. And if you aren't sure what to say, or you need help crafting your introduction or a more compelling elevator pitch. Maybe you feel awkward doing this, connecting with people in this way. Go grab my free download, The Ultimate Success Guide for CEO Moms. It is a comprehensive workbook that outlines all of the sales, marketing, and mindset secrets that got me to my first 10K months in business. In spite of all the overwhelm of being a newly single mom of two toddlers following my divorce while I was rebooting my business. The exercises in that workbook will help you craft your language and your introduction in a way that resonates more with others when you connect with them. You can grab that at katereuter.com freebie. I'll drop the link in the show notes. And if you stick around for a moment... I have a special exclusive interview at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. But remember, be clear, not clever, and go get to work meeting and connecting with others. You won't regret it. Okay, as promised, we have an exclusive interview with my nine-year-old entrepreneur daughter. So I'm going to ask her a few questions, and we haven't done a lot of planning on this, but she's going to take the floor and give you some of her perspectives of what it is like to be a new and young entrepreneur. All right, why don't you tell everyone how old you are? I'm nine years old. And what would you say has been your favorite thing about having your own business at nine years old? Because I'm responsible, people trust me a lot, so it's really fun when I get to help people out. Awesome. I love that. What has been the most fun part of having your own business? I get to talk with other people, and I get to make the videos, and so I can be really excited about what I can do like helping people out or serving people. That's awesome. How do you come up with your business ideas? 
sometimes I just come up with them whenever I get an inspiration or I just randomly think of them. Um, maybe I get them from stuff I went through or stuff I do every day. Love it. What would you say has been the most surprising part of growing your own businesses? Definitely how hard it is to remember the scripts when I do the videos about like how great it is or why they want to do it. Mm. I love that you mentioned the videos that we have worked on creating to promote these businesses. I want you to share with the audience about how many takes or different tries it requires to get the video how you want it. Go ahead and share with them. So about like 20, the most we did was probably like 25 or 30. It takes a lot of time. That's perseverance right there. (laughs) Okay, how much money do you want to make by the end of this year with your various businesses? I want to make a lot of money, like um, $1,000. Awesome. Of all of your businesses... Which one do you think will be the most successful? Maybe one where we serve food like ice cream because who doesn't like ice cream? (laughs) What do you think is your greatest strength? For instance, what are you the best at when it comes to running a business? Probably organizing and talking to people to see why they want it or helping people out. What are the top three things on your wish list that you would want to buy or do with the money that you earn from your business? I want to save some of it because I like just saving it. And um, it's not really all about the money. So I don't really know. I maybe will save some of it and I will buy something that makes me really happy or um, something I really want. And why do you want to save your money? Um, so I don't have to worry about it in the future, maybe. Okay, I love that response. <laughs> there you have it. That is wisdom from my nine-year-old young entrepreneur daughter. Let's give her some props for all the work that she and her sister have done building their businesses. I am one proud mama that is for sure i hope you enjoyed today's episode and you have an amazing week thanks for listening thank you for listening to mind and body intelligence for entrepreneurs if this podcast has been helpful to you and you like what you're learning please leave a five-star review and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and if you want to spread the love please share on social media making sure you tag me because I would love to celebrate what you want to create. With passion, I'll talk to you next time.